Welcome to the Family Worship Center podcast. Each week we bring you our message from our Sunday morning services at Family Worship Center in Beaumont. Or what if somebody said, today I'm just going to drive how I feel. Because we're in a society that's all about feelings these days. I'm just going to drive however I feel. I'm going to drive wherever I want, whenever I want, however fast I want. I'm going to go by how I feel. Can you imagine the chaos that would result? We hope you find this message encouraging. I've been thinking about this for a long time, as I've shared with you before. Sometimes I get messages, and they'll be kind of on the back burner, just simmering for a while. And it all started uh, back really in March about March the 5th, actually, to give it a specific date. Uh, It was a Monday, and actually my wife's birthday. And Bill had been running some errands for the church and uh, had bought a new vacuum for the church, had picked up the one that was being worked on. So I met him for lunch, and we put those vacuums from his car to my car, and I'm headed back to the church. And so uh, I pull up to a stop sign on college, or I mean on Major Drive, just before I got back to college, heading back to the church, not a, you know, just thinking about what I was going to do in the afternoon. And sitting at that red light, here comes this guy. I saw him in the rear view. Nothing I could do. There was a vehicle in front of me, and here he comes. And he was going, in my best approximation, about 50 miles an hour. Never hit his brakes. The guy that stopped it was in the oncoming lane and talked to the cops. He estimated more like 60 miles an hour. And he never hit the brakes and plowed into the back of my truck. The impact was... Uh, big enough that whenever he hit me and I went backwards, it broke the back of the seat off. Then he plowed me into the vehicle in front of me with such force that I bent the steering wheel to keep from going through the, the windshield. And the end result was, uh, over the next few weeks, I discovered I had six herniated discs, four in the lower back and two in my neck. So I've been dealing with that all this time. So if you've seen me walking crooked, <laughs> some of these Sunday mornings and stuff are walking very gingerly up the steps. That kind of explains some of the reasons. Still dealing with it. And so my whole thought was, I didn't plan to have that accident. And I don't think the guy that plowed into me was planning to have an accident. How many of you have ever just got in your car and said, hey, today I think I'm going to have a wreck? Nobody good because... If, if you had done that, we'd have to talk after the service because that's, that's, that's a real problem there. So here's the thing. Without there being some underlying mental illness involved, nobody intends to have an accident. Nobody intends to go out and wreck their vehicle. And so there's, there's so many things that, that go into that and so many things that I've been thinking about over the last little bit. Because here's the problem, with none of us, none of us planning to have an accident, we have accidents. How many of you have ever been involved in a traffic accident of some sort? Okay, the majority in the room. So here's the deal. I got to looking at this, thinking about it, about how we, we plan not to have accidents, and yet we have them. In fact, is, here's how many accidents we have. Statistically... In the state of Texas, there is an accident every 61 seconds. So that means statistically, since we started this service, there has been roughly 50 accidents just in the state of Texas. 
statistically. I would say rush hour probably has the majority of them, but if you average it out, every 61 seconds. Uh, last year, 2017, right at 6 million accidents in the United States. And I would dare say that the majority of those 6 million accidents, nobody planned on having one. It just happened. In, uh, in the state of Texas, it was over half a million last year. Uh, uh, of half of those accidents, that's a half a million in Texas, six million in the United States, there were injuries sustained in approximately half of those. So over 40,000 people on, uh, in the U.S. last year and over 4,000 last year in Texas were killed in auto accidents, never planning for that to happen. When they left their house, chances are they hadn't even thought about that. So it was by accident. It wasn't on purpose. So if life is a highway, are we living on purpose or are we living on accident? Because see, here's the thing. We plan not to have accidents. How many of you plan not to have an accident? Okay. So take into consideration this. I tried to look it up and get a specific number because I like, I like to crunch numbers. Those of you that know me know I read a lot and I like to prove things out. But I started trying to look at how many laws just in the state of Texas were related to vehicles. And there was no end to the count. Best approximation that I could affix to it was roughly half of our laws in Texas are related somehow to vehicles. We have to have registration, we have to have titles, we have to have speed limits, we have all these things related to, if you took vehicles out of the picture, our legal system would shrink immensely. But here's all the things that we do to prevent accidents, okay? We're not planning on having them. But this is what we do to plan not to have them. We have traffic lights, we have speed limits, we have stop signs, we have yield signs, we have caution lights, caution signs, merge signs, right-of-ways, and the list goes on and on and on. That's the legal issues. If you, do, if you go against one of those things and a cop sees you, you're going to get a ticket. Okay? Then we have physical preventatives. We have center dividers. We have guardrails and other kinds of barriers. We have rumble strips. Anybody ever run over the rumble strip? While I was researching this, I found that our state is kind of boring on our rumble strips. New Mexico has rumble strips that actually play a song. It's true. You can look it up. My wife said I should put the video up there, but I didn't want to waste time during the sermon showing you about rumble strips that play songs. But if you ease over, and their whole deal was that people were breaking the speed limit excessively. And so they put these rumble strips over to the side that if you were going the correct miles per hour, it would play America the Beautiful. And so if you're interested in that, you can go look it up on YouTube and just, they call them singing shoulders. <laughs> so go look at, you know, singing shoulders. Uh, go look it up on YouTube. It's singing shoulders is what they call them. You can look it up and see that the, when you get over on the rumble strips in a certain area in New Mexico, it plays a song for you. And so all of these things are preventatives. To, we're not aiming to have an accident, but we go to the extremes. I mean, we have guardrails, and a couple of, two or three years ago, I preached a series about guardrails. I had a guardrail up here. And 
the thing about a guardrail is it's not in the danger zone. It's way back from the danger zone. And we don't drive next to the guardrails. How many of you scraped, just you went over an overpass and you got over against that guardrail, sparks flying off the side of your car and said, boy, I did that one good. It's that the, the, the guardrail's back from the problem and then you're back from the guardrail. So we got this huge margin of error before we really get into trouble. And yet, we have accidents. Just, just recently, in the last week or so, I saw the guardrail that was all crumpled up where somebody had gotten over there a little too far. They did probably throw some sparks. But, so we, we have the legal preventatives. We have the physical preventatives. And then we have our vehicles themselves that try to keep us out of trouble. We have instrumentation that tells us how fast we're going. Tells us what direction we're headed in. Has anti-lock brakes. Nowadays, I don't think you can find a vehicle that doesn't have anti-lock brakes. We have collision avoidance systems. Anybody ever driven a vehicle with one of those? Those are the neatest things. Uh, when we were going and picking up some cars, we, we, I got the opportunity to drive one that had that in it. It had these sensors that would tell you when you got close to the side, the fog line on the highway. And it would... When you got over close to that, it would vibrate your seat on that side. <laughs> so, like, if you got over close to the fog line on this side, bzz, bzz, or the first time it happened, it's like, whoa, because I'm kind of jumpy about stuff like that anyway. So, I mean, it vibrated my behind, and I'm like, that's just weird. I couldn't figure out what had happened at first, and then I got to look, and it came up on the dash, and it's flashing a light too close to the side. So I did it on purpose the next time. I went over, eased, eased over to this side. And it's, it's awesome if you've got the cruise going. If you've got a, a vehicle with one of these collision avoidance systems, and you've got it on cruise, and you pull up behind somebody that's going slower, it will actually slow your car down to the same speed that that vehicle is going. First time that happened, I thought the engine had quit because it just, you know, driving along and all of a sudden, and you didn't have to touch anything. You turn on your signal when it's clear and, and pull out there, and the oncoming lane, it speeds back up to where you had it. Collision avoidance systems it built into our vehicles. Then, on top of that, we've got the legal, we've got the physical preventatives, the barriers and stuff. We've got the automobile preventatives, the things that are built in. Then, just in case we have one, there's injury protection built into our vehicles. We have seat belts. We have airbags. We have all kinds of bumpers that, that take a, a whole lot more punishment than they used to. They're supposed to be rated up to, I think, 35 miles an hour. It's all, all the impact's supposed to go into the bumper. And so... Here's the deal. We've got all these things going on. We have assistance preventatives. Besides the, the collision avoidance things, we have directional assistance on our cars. We can program in. Most cars nowadays have, have a, a, a GPS, a guidance system built in. They also have, have apps. How many of you got an app on your phone to help you drive? If you don't have one, let me recommend Waze. It's a very, very good one. It'll tell you stuff that's coming up. People hit stuff and program it in. And so it's like on the spot, it'll tell you, well, look out, there's a vehicle on the shoulder ahead. Sure enough, somebody's out there changing the tire on their car. Pretty, pretty neat stuff. So then, on top of that, we have educational preventatives. How many of you, you just walked into the DMV and, and you said, here's 20 bucks, I want my license. 
You wish. <laughs> Back in the day, I knew somebody years ago that they had gone and taken their permit test and it was time for them to take their driver's license and it was uh, Christmas Eve. And they walked into the, into the office that gave out the driver's license. This was up in Kentucky and this was years ago. And the guy was behind the counter by himself. He let all of his help go. And they went in and said, I'm here to take my driver's test. And it was the day for it and everything. But it was Christmas Eve. He said, boy, do you know how to drive? Yes, sir. Here's your license. (laughs) No test involved. Uh, So everything that we go about. How many of you had to have your permit for three months? How many of you had to have it for five months? Six months. Yes, that's where the majority of them are these days. Back in my day, 30 days after you took your permit test, you could take your driving test. But not anymore. Why? Because they figured out it causes accidents. People are unexperienced at driving. And so they, they make them, keep them for a long time. We have permits. You can't just go and start driving a car. You've got to prove that you know how to drive on paper. And then you've got the practical test. You've got to go and prove that you can drive with somebody watching you and telling you turn here and do this and do that. And yet, with all these things that I just named off, we have tons of accidents. Again, the average just in the state of Texas alone is one every 61 seconds. So since we started, there have been roughly 60 accidents that have taken place just in the state of Texas, not planning to, not planning on having one. And yet, there's all those accidents. People don't plan to get into a wreck with their vehicles. They plan not to, as a matter of fact. So, here's the deal. And this is what I've been thinking about since March. And you can probably tell that I've put a little thought time into this. But, The deal is we're not planning on having an accident. But what would you think would happen if everybody said, I'm just going to drive my way? They didn't take a permit test. They didn't go get their license. They didn't read any of the laws. They didn't read the little booklets that they hand out. I'm just going to go drive my way. And some went by the laws and some didn't. What do you think would happen? It would be a whole bunch more than one every 61 seconds, I'll guarantee you. Whatever day they decide for that to happen, I'm staying at home. Amen? But here's the deal. What if if some people went by the laws of the United States and some people said, I like Great Britain, so I'm just going to go by the laws of the UK. Hard for somebody with a southern accent to talk like that, you know. And so they had their car built to the standards of the UK, on the wrong side, in other words. And they drove on the wrong side of the road just because they love Great Britain. What do you think could happen? Going to have lots of wrecks. Or what if somebody said, today I'm just going to drive how I feel. Because we're in a society that's all about feelings these days. I'm just going to drive however I feel. I'm going to drive wherever I want, whenever I want, however fast I want. I'm going to go by how I feel. Or what if they said, I'm going to be led by my heart. I'm going to get into my vehicle. I'm going to crank it up. I'm going to put it in gear, and I'm going to say, heart, where do you think I ought to go today? 
Can you imagine the chaos that would result? It would be absolutely insane. It would be nuts for, for days on end. And so here's the deal. We have all these things to prevent that. We have all the speed limits, yield signs, barriers, education, collision avoidance systems, GPS to tell us where we're going, speed limits, all that kind of stuff that works against people just driving however they feel. It tells us when to stop, when to go, how fast to go, where to go. A lot of times we, we have to go to work or we have to go pick up something at the store. We know where we're going. And still, an accident every 61 seconds. Nobody starts out to have a wreck. So if we assume everybody's educated, everybody's pretty well following the law, all the stuff that we put in place to avoid that accident. And yet we have accidents. We don't drive our cars on accident. We drive them on purpose. But too many times we live our lives on accident. Too many times we do not live our lives on purpose. We drive on purpose, but we don't live on purpose. So here's the deal. If we're all out here living our lives however I feel or however I want to, why would we think we wouldn't wreck our lives? We're careful with our vehicles, but we're careless with our lives. And see, here's the deal. There's an authority involved in how we drive our vehicles the government decided that was their place right or wrong we could get into a big discussion about civil things and laws and government overstepping their boundaries but somewhere down the line the government said hey this is going to be a problem if everybody's driving however they want to we better regulate this we better give some rules for people to drive by and so ultimately, nationwide, there are some traffic laws that are involved. There are some that are specific to our state, but there are some that are nationwide. You can take your driver's license, and you can go anywhere you want to in the United States, and you can legally drive. I can, I can go to, to Maine, or I can go to Hawaii, or wherever it is, and, and if I get pulled over, this Texas driver's license is good says that I did all the things that I needed to do to be able to drive that car or truck or whatever it is. And so ultimately it comes down to this. We are very, very, very careful with our vehicles, but we are careless with our lives. We drive on purpose and we live by accident. I don't think there's anybody that aims to wreck their cars or their lives. The fact is, I want to tell you, I think we're a nation full of hope. I think we're a nation full of people that, that are hopeful. You ask any second, you're a second grader, you can go to, into a, a classroom full of two-year-olds, and some of you teach that, that age group, and, and you'll probably uh, agree with me. If you walk into that room and you say, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a fireman. I want to be a policeman. I want to be a doctor, a veterinarian. You name it. 
There's nobody in that class that's going to say, I'm aiming to be the biggest junkie you've ever met in your life and lose all my teeth before I'm 30. But we live by accident. We wake up some morning and say, I'm just going to do what I feel today. I'm just going to live my life however I think it should be. And not realizing that there is an authority on our lives as well. Everybody's just going out living however they want to. They're doing it by their set of rules. And everybody's living by a different set of rules. And some people are following the rules and some people are not. And ultimately it comes down to this. That sometimes we wreck our lives. And sometimes that wreck influences and affects other people. This guy that ran into me caused me tons of grief. I've been in severe pain at times. All, I didn't never know the guy. I, I just saw him that one time whenever I got out of the vehicle and realized that I'd been hit. Sometimes people influence our lives that we've never met before. Why? Because they're living however they feel like, however they want to, by their own set of rules and not following anything else. And so this whole series that we're going to be talking about, and I'm not going to belabor it today, this is all introduction today. I'm going to be, uh, all of my messages on this sermon are going to be, some of the titles are, where are we going? Are we there yet? Let's stop here. I'm hungry. <laughs> all the kind of stuff that you would hear from the back seat if you were driving and your kids were on your trip with you. So we're going to be looking at all these things. But here's the thing, we have to realize and we have to make a choice. I'm not going to live my life by accident. I want to live my life on purpose. In other words, you wouldn't just get in your car and just crank it up and say, I'm just driving today. Where are you going? I don't have any idea. How are you getting there? I'm just going that direction. We need to live our lives as carefully as we drive our car. This is where I want to go. This is how I want to get there. This is the best route. This is the least amount of, least amount of things that are going to work against me getting there. We need to live on purpose. Amen? And so ultimately it comes down to this. There is that authority, that, that entity... Just like the government has taken position with our cars, tons of laws involved, all those legal things, all those things that, that create parameters on how the car manufacturers make them and the things that they put in there, the things that help, help us not to have wrecks. God says, I don't want you to wreck your life. Sometimes we look at the rules that God has set forth and we say, well, that's no fun. God's just, God's working against me. God's not for me. He's working against me. He's keeping me from doing stuff. Sometimes we look at this Bible as just a, it's just a big, a big book of don'ts and can'ts. Keeps me from having fun. It's because we're kids and we need some direction. You let your kid choose what to eat? Some of you with with children, you let your kids choose what to eat? I want chocolate cake every day, all day, all three meals. No, 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 you got to eat some vegetables. I don't like them. How many of you as a kid love vegetables? 
three, four, four people in this whole big crowd here. <laughs> How many of you even today love broccoli? Oh, gosh. How about Brussels sprouts? A few, a few less. But they're good for us. So you've got to eat your veggies. Just like you've got to consult the authority on your life. This is what Isaiah said under the unction of the Holy Spirit. He said, your own ears will hear him. A voice right behind you will say, this is the way that you should go. To the left or to the right. We've got to acknowledge that there's somebody out there that knows better than we know about how we should live life. And he doesn't want us to wreck. He doesn't want us to end up in the ditch. He doesn't want us stuck somewhere along the way that we lived our life by accident and got hung up in this life. He wants us to live on purpose and ultimately have our goal, our destination, as heaven. Again, I'll read Isaiah. Your own ears will hear him right behind you, a voice saying, this is the way you should go, whether to the right or to the left. Life is a highway. And if we're going to ride it all night long, we need to know what direction to go.